Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With their first trophy 90 minutes away for both Nashville and Inter-Miami. Well, in one of the big matches of the weekend, Inter-Miami took home their first ever trophy in club history after beating Nashville in penalties in that League's Cup final. Just a remarkable turnaround from a team since the likes of Leo Messi and Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets have joined. And right now, we are absolutely thrilled to welcome in a anchor for that back line, Kamal Miller. Kamal, um, I heard you woke up early just to join us on Morning Footy. So we all just want to say thank you very much. It's great to see you this morning. No, thank you guys for having me. Um, waking up bright and early for this was no problem. Uh, I know it's going to be a good time here, so I'm happy to be here. Yes, it is. We appreciate you so much. Okay, take us back to, to Saturday night because these scenes were absolutely incredible. Just an awesome final that, of you know, it felt fitting that it ended up going to, to penalties. But... Just the, the celebrations at the end, winning the first trophy for the club. Has it sunk in yet? What was that night like for you? Very special for me. Um, my first, I would say, real, real hardware as a pro. Um, won a Canadian championship in Montreal. But this seven-game journey felt uh, a lot more, I don't know, it just felt like a more complete story. And to do it in the fashion we did with everything going on in the league play and just to pull it all together for this cup run, it, it felt like a Cinderella story. And yeah, overall, couldn't be more happy to help the club win their first trophy. It feels good to be part of that history. Kamal, you have grown so much as a player. I mean, I remember watching you in your early days in Major League Soccer, but now you're a certified international with Canada, having played in the World Cup. Now with this Inter-Miami side, there's been some ups and downs. But tell us how your team has changed. Now, when you look to your left, you see Jordi Alba. When you look in front of you, it's Busquets finding pockets. And just in front of them is Lionel Messi. How has your job changed as a center back and, and, and just your ability to find players uh, across the pitch? Yeah, I think I, I fit in quite well with, with those guys, as, as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> but uh, I've always been more of a, an attacking center back, liking to break lines and 
carry the ball forward. So it helps having these new attacking pieces with so much quality, world world class quality. So it makes me a better player. Uh, makes my job easier. They're always in the right spots. Uh, but the bigger challenge for me, especially with this team, with all the attacking pieces we have, is to put out the fires when when the other teams are are starting to attack us. It's always be in the right position. Um, we get so high up the pitch with both fullbacks defending uh, the transition in wide areas. Uh, it's part of uh, one of my major jobs here. So yeah, just finding that balance between attacking and and defending. Kamal, I want to take you back to Saturday night because, yes, you've been fitting in really well with those players, as crazy as that sounds. Um, but that penalty kick at the very end was just so positively sure of yourself. Can you talk me through the walking up and knowing that you're being watched by so many because Messi and Busquets are now on your team and you just put it in with so much confidence? What are you thinking in that moment? Yeah, it's... it's, it's... It's tough. Uh, I don't walk up. I, I jog up. I don't like the long, the long walk up. Really, um, give myself less time to to second guess myself. But yeah, it's just a cat and mouse game with the goalkeeper um, throughout the tournament, and even in Open Cup, you see what Panico can can do. He's been making saves, and that's why they continue to give him these these big games. Um, so yeah, it was just about putting the ball down. Uh, I knew where I was going to go already and just staying true to my true to my shot and, and putting it right where I wanted to. So, yeah. Did you, did you take penalties in college when you went to Syracuse? Did you ever take any penalties before? Yeah, I did. I did. I took them in my junior and senior year at, at Cuse and and then it's been history since then. And now I'm woken up uh, my penalty kick ability again. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that up. upperclassman coming on to, into the box. You were ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carol, so I want to kind of tell you a personal anecdote before I ask my questions, because there's a lot of my friends and people in Miami even that are watching Inter-Miami now. My family's Argentine, so naturally they're locked in, all of them to inner Miami, especially my cousins. They're like 17 years old. They're Miami born and bred, but from an Argentine family. And you have become their favorite player, not Messi. You have become th their favorite player because of the ability. They tell me, they don't say, oh, Kamal Miller is so good. They go, Kamal Miller, he's so good. Kamal Miller, Kamal Miller, <laughs> you're like the, the theme of our, of our group chat. But rightly so, because you've done so well coming out of the back. You've been, had an incredible, past completion, past success. These flowers aren't just for the sake of flowers. You, you've been playing really well, and it's changed a lot with Tata Martino. So uh, what does he require out of a center back? Uh, so, so many different things. It, it all depends on the game. Tata is such a tactical uh, mastermind. Every game looks different for us and the way we want to set up and what we want to do. So for some games, it's... Uh, stay more central next to Sergi and move the ball fast. Um, some games it's play a bit deeper as the middle center back and hang on the ball and let everyone get in their positions a bit. See me standing on the ball a bit against Nashville when the game was a bit chaotic, kind of just taking this thing out the game and times where Sergio or Dixon or even DeAndre might drop in and we make the three and, and then I have to step forward. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, and I appreciate it. It's different areas of the field for me to attack from, and 
And yeah, overall, I love the responsibility and uh, the trust that he has in me. And it, it feels good to earn that from, from the new boss right away and for him to have that faith in me. Kamal, we have to talk about Messi. I, I know that he's the topic of all of uh, the conversations people are having with you lately, but what is he like in the locker room? I know we previewed this conversation when we saw each other at Nations League, and there were rumors that he might go to Inter-Miami. And then it happened, and we saw each other at the, at, the fi at the final, and we were, like, freaking out about the fact that you're playing with him. What is he like in the locker room? What is it like playing next to him? Uh, it's, it's a joy. It's a joy to play with him, honestly. Um, I catch myself staring at him sometimes. You know, <laughs> he'll look up and we'll lock eyes and I'll just look away quickly. But, uh, it's very special just to see um, how hard he still works in the gym, how selfless he is um, on and off the field, times where he can dribble and do it himself, but he's, he's looking for the teammates. And overall, just to see the joy, we kind of saw that missing when he was in Paris a bit, and we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, but since he's been here, it's been all smiles, and yeah, it seems like he's he's back to his full self on and off the pitch. Uh, he's quiet and humble, and as crazy as it sounds, he might be a better human being than he is a soccer player, so wow. it's, it's a crazy joy to to be in the locker room with him every day and to share the pitch with him, yeah. Wow, that's really special, really beautiful. We also saw a, a pretty awesome moment after the game when Messi included DeAndre Yedlin, who was the captain prior to, to Messi joining and wanted him to be a part of the, the trophy lift, bringing him in, kind of honoring him as the, as the former captain. Can you talk about what a gesture like that means to the team? Yeah, it means the most. We Leading up to him arriving, we all thought uh, how it was going to be and if he would want the, the job, the captain's band right away and stuff like that. And you can see he right away he was even hesitant to take it from DeAndre. He didn't want to come and step on anyone's toes or mess up the dynamic of the locker room or anything like that. So it just shows how, how selfless he is, honestly. And, and yeah, for him to repay it, to DeAndre in that way is, is really special and didn't only mean a lot to DeAndre but to, to all of us in the locker room as well just to show how much he cares about the team and yeah he just wants to be he just wants to be one of the boys for once so <laughs> that's crazy come on why is he so normal man I, I don't I don't know when you're that famous I feel like it's impossible to be so normal just like anybody else but it feels like he is yeah, it's it's uh maybe might be one of the things that has helped him play at such a high level for his whole career, just being able to achieve something so great and then push it to the side and be able to remain calm and, and ice cold and in all moments and to be able to think with clarity and in such critical moments it's it's special to see. And yeah, there's there's no one else like him. It's it's crazy to see in front of my eyes every day. So, Kamal, to switch things up now, looking ahead to this big U.S. Open Cup semifinal against Cincinnati, you, you've, this team is different. Let's, let's put it. This is 0-100 to 100 now with Messi, Busquets, Alba, and Tata Martino. But Cincinnati are very difficult to play on the road, as you have already played Philadelphia, which is another team that's very difficult to play on the road. How do you see yourself matching up against a Brandon Vasquez as well as Lucho Acosta, who loves to make those runs 
in the pockets and, and in behind the center backs while you're dealing with it, Brennan Vasquez? Yeah, it's going to be tough to, to deal with both of them. Uh, they work very well together, probably one of the better duos in, in MLS attacking attacking wise. And yeah, it's always a tough game playing against those two. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, great fan base. We know the stadium is going to be so loud. So we're expecting a good atmosphere. So it's just about the, the balance of myself, Sergi, and, and Sergio trying to contain those two and making sure we don't let them do what they want. Um, Got to be physical when you play against Brandon Vasquez. That's one of his strengths. When you let him finish his runs and feel like he can move wherever he wants to move, that's when he, he's going to hurt you. Um, played him a bit earlier in the year with the national team in the Gold Cup. Uh, came on and scored against us. and Yeah, so I know what to expect. I've played against him quite a bit, and I'm looking forward to it. It's always a, always a good battle. He's a fierce competitor like myself. Hey, we're looking forward to it, too. I know you touched on the crazy atmosphere that you're expecting. What's been the craziest atmosphere thus far? What, which stadium have you been impressed with in terms of the fans since Messi's been on, been on the squad? I think it has to be Nashville. I think it's the first fan base that was booing him. Every other place we've gone, it's, they were praising him more than some of their own players. But I think the Nashville fans really gave their team an advantage and made it like that 12 man by showing their team and their players that they don't really care about the, the Messi show. They're here for the Nashville team to win and they, they back their team. So I think definitely that was the hardest atmosphere so far. All right, Kamal, I have to take my moment to thank you because I now have my most liked picture on Instagram and <laughs> Twitter. There you go. Uh, thanks to you letting me get a picture with Messi and helping me. I described it on the show um, yesterday, saying that there's a little bit of a language barrier between you two, but you got me in there. And then you immediately passed me your phone and you said, all right, my turn, my turn. And I took <laughs> it for you and your girlfriend. But the funny thing is now, you said Nashville fans were, were adamant. Just, hey, we're here to support Nashville, not messy, boo. Now Jenny's getting the boos. Yeah, they're really mad at me about not appreciating them <laughs> booing Messi, not going to lie. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to. How, how can you, right? One of the, the greatest of all time. It's crazy that they were even booing him, but I, I respect it. I salute the Nashville fans for that. Kamal, did you post your picture with Messi yet? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm okay. keeping that <laughs> I, was, I was just going to ask. I wanted to Throwback. See, I wanted to compare how many likes between between the two. But uh, yeah. did your Maybe. girlfriend post hers yet? She did. See, she posted oh, it. We got to yeah, check. Yeah, but Kamal's waiting for a good Throwback Thursday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just throw that one in there. Oh, Kamal Miller, an absolute pleasure to chat with you this morning. Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck tomorrow and continued success all the way. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. Jenny Chu is going to return with some headlines when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Welcome back. Here's a look at your Tuesday footy fix. We have UCL qualifiers to look forward to. Rangers taking on PSV and Royal Antwerp versus AEK. Uh, I'm sorry. Larnaca. 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 Both of those games at 3 p.m. on Paramount+. Plus. Um, we also have Chivas taking on Tijuana at 9 p.m. Juarez versus Universidad Nacional. And Bolivar versus Internacional at 6 p.m. on BN Sports. Um, Jenny Chu, I just checked your Instagram because <laughs> I wanted to see what we were working with in terms of likes. This pick has 8,335 likes. I'm never beating that. How is it not one of your pinned? Oh, I need oh, to get so to, you got you know what? He beat out Thierry Henry. Was that Thierry Henry is one of my pinned photos, and I mean, I have like five thousand. This photo is unbelievable. And you didn't give it any hashtags, if I'm not mistaken. You just threw I don't think it out I've there. ever hashtagged. A, uh, a cool you got a hashtag? You Come told on. me you're the hashtag queen. No, I didn't, Charlie. You're such a liar. Is it your most liked picture on Instagram? <laughs> yes, that by far. What other picture could I ever have that would even compare? No, there's nothing. I, I don't know. There could be like a. Pele in there, if you ever met him before what? he passed away, like a Maradona. Is this where you start telling us stories about all the legends no, you've met? No, 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 You're going to upstage me in the moment. I was in, in a suite, and <laughs> no. I saw Maradona, and he was looking at me, and he was like this. <laughs> and then he went, and I didn't know, he went like that, and I, that, it went too late to me. I went, <laughs> and then I came, and he hugged me. And he brought me over yeah. and that's he turned exactly that's, that's how effusive. That's how effusive you need to be with your messy story. Do you know what? I'll I'll do I, told, I told Jenny this in our production meeting. I was watching the game broadcast with my fiance. We're sitting there. And I'm like, that's Jenny Chu. So, uh, and you were literally getting the picture with Messi. And I said to him, I'm like, oh, this is going to be up on the gram in like... 2.4 minutes. And then and you like opened Instagram like and it was there. No, it's like 10 <laughs> seconds. And I was like, I saw that. It was me. I, it was, so it was captured. One on of the, the things that people are like, as a journalist, you can't ask for pictures. I'm like, you're there as a family. Fan. You're there as a fan. You guys are hilarious. Free um, reign. All right, for the headlines, in coaching news, Thierry Henry is set to return to coaching, and he will do so for his native country. The Arsenal and Barcelona legend will take charge of the French men's under-21 national team and guide the group into the 2024 Paris Olympics. It will be Henry's first head coaching job since he stepped down as head coach of MLS side CF Montreal before the 2021 season after one season in charge. Henry also previously served as manager of French side AS Monaco and most recently worked as an assistant with the Belgian national team at the 2022 World Cup. In Premier League transfer news, Manchester City is on the hunt for attacking reinforcements as the treble winners deal with the long-term absence of injured star Kevin De Bruyne. Their search has led them to another Belgian attacker. According to multiple reports, City is finalizing a reported $76 million transfer for Jeremy Doku. The 21-year-old Ren winger has made 16 appearances for the Belgian national team and would provide depth on the wing, which can free up Phil Foden and Bernardo Silva to step into De Bruyne's role. In Serie A transfer news, Inter Milan is closing in on a transfer move for French defender Benjamin Pavard. According to multiple reports, the Nerazzurri are finalizing a $35 million transfer to bring Pavard from Bayern Munich. The clubs have agreed on a fee, but Bayern is waiting to secure a replacement before finalizing the deal. Pavard plays mainly as a right-back, but is reportedly joining Inter with an eye towards playing as a centre-back in Inter's three-centre-back system. In MLS transfer news, Chelsea is reportedly set to sign their second goalkeeper from Major League Soccer. According to multiple reports, the Premier League Giants are closing in on a $17 million transfer for New England Revolution goalkeeper Georgie Petrovic. Petrovic would Kevin join... Hitchcock. 
join fellow MLS alumnus and former Chicago goalkeeper Gaga Slonina on the books at Stamford Bridge. Slonina joined Chelsea in a reported $15 million transfer in 2022 and recently moved to Belgian side Upin on loan. Sticking with MLS news, the Portland Timbers have fired head coach Giovanni Savarese, ending his time with the Cascadian club after parts of six season. Savarese led the Timbers to a pair of MLS Cup finals and a win in the MLS's back tournament, but the team's recent struggles led to the change. Portland missed the playoffs last season and is currently sitting in 12th place in the MLS Western Conference. Assistant coach Miles Joseph will take over as interim head coach for the rest of the season. Grella, you know Gio Savarese. Yep. Was he the problem, or do the Timbers' issues go way beyond that? I think uh, he was there five and a half years. He's done a great job. Two MLS Cups, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I spent some time with him one summer at the Cosmos. Finals, Finals. sorry. Uh, I spent some time with him when he was the head coach of the Cosmos, and he's such a pleasant guy to be around. He really understands the game. Uh, I think he gets it on both the human level and the tactical and the player side and stuff like that. So I think after five and a half years sometimes requires change. That's a I'm, long time in, in, in football. I'm you know? a little bit surprised, though, because I feel like the, the mojo for the Portland Timbers, at least the last few seasons, is they go on these late-season runs, right? <laughs> like, they put together results at the right time. And I know they've had to deal with a bunch of injuries uh, over the years, and this year is no no exception. But I'm a little bit surprised they that they the didn't of. give him the rest of the season to see what they can do because they've done it in years past. They've kind of made that late season push into the playoffs. Again, about five and a half years is a long time. You know, maybe they want a new idea, a new brand, a new it, it, bringing in someone new, fresh ideas. Even the players, it just brings everything up. And of course, if things are not going well, it's very easy to replace the manager versus replacing the players, especially in the MLS format. It's so difficult to move players in and out of you know the cap spaces. I would add, what investment have they put into the team, though? Yeah, no, no. You lose certainly. club legend like Diego Valeri. Did they replace him? Hmm. And then Sebastian Blanco. Sebastian Blanco's been injured. He, he's been injured. ACL. You know. Or it was his Achilles, ACL or Achilles, major injury. I don't injury. think it was ACL. Either, I think it was Achilles, yeah. Uh-huh. Major injury, was never the same player. Mm-hmm. If you're not in, investing in the squad, what do you expect him to do? Yeah. He well, got you the two oh, MLS Cup finals, you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. The, the coach is only as good as the players that he has, you know. I think um, to, you, you need good players to be a successful coach. Uh, but at the, fl- at the same time, if you're not a good coach, you can get in the way of having a good roster. And sure, they didn't invest. They lost pieces that they didn't replace. Um, but again, like I said, f- nothing against Gio, but five and a half years. And I think ownership is kind of like, okay, if we're going to invest, let's invest with new ideas, new, uh, new way of playing, new coach. Because obviously, if you're not going to go another three or four years with right. Gio, you're not mm-hmm. going to let him bring in his guys. Because right. then just to erase that takes time Look, as well. maybe he himself needs a reset also. There might be coaching vacancies. Yeah. He's going to be sought after in Major like League Soccer. New York he's, Red Bulls? He's successful. Look, he's a, a legend here in New York, not only from his time with the Metro Stars, but he's a three-time NASL Cup winner with the Cosmos. He's loved in, in, in this city. So it, it could be Red Bulls an option need a coach. for him. And Ma- Miles Joseph taking over is a great guy. He was the assistant at NYCFC in their first uh, under Christ, and, and he's such a good guy. So letting him have a crack as well for a little while, we'll see where that goes, if he can maybe solidify the head job or, or what it may be. But he, just a shout-out to him. He's a really, really good guy. Yeah, and they had that. They, I mean, they, they got thumped. So you vouch for by, by <laughs> He's my boy. My boy. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got thumped. They got thumped. We're going to take a break. Um, we're going to chat some Americans abroad when we come back. CBS Sunday after the Equalizer. 
You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Welcome back. Well, it was a good weekend for Americans Ooh. abroad, including Brendan Aronson showcasing some serious skill for Union Berlin. Back. This was to set up their first goal. Down that left-hand side, Brendan Aronson and Roussillon were very good setting up Barron's you see him understanding. He, he fit in perfectly. It was a great start to life in Germany for Brendan hey, Aronson. Roussillon, <laughs> former teammate of you mine. Played with Look you. Look at you. Yeah. Nice. He's waiting for that We're one. We're at Sochaux, I imagine. Yeah, super fast. They get fast. the 4-1 win over Mines. Here's a look at some of the other notable weekend performances from other Americans abroad. Matt Turner reported his first Premier League match career win. Uh, Tim Weah making his debut for Juventus. We already discussed Christian Pulisic, the first American to score in his Serie A debut. And Weston McKenney, who actually came on to replace his teammate, Tim Weah in that Juve match. Um, so we we kind of already dove into to Christian Pulisic. So let's talk about Matt Turner, Charlie let's talk Davies. About Matt Turner. Let's talk about Matt Turner. How happy are we for Matt Turner that he's finally getting this opportunity to be the guy, to be the starter? Um, he he had some moments for for Arsenal. I know that he he got minutes in um, some Europa of their League. Europa League matches, but. But to be the starting keeper in the Premier League, this mm -hmm. this has to be feel so good for him, and to have some good results as well. Well, it's what every player dreams of being a starter in the Premier League. And going over to Arsenal, he was always going to be seen as the number two to Ramsdale, and now it was going to be the number three with Devaraya coming into the equation. So it almost worked out perfectly because he had played in a World Cup, so he garnered a lot of respect, not only from that shutout against England in the group stage, but just from, from, from teammates, from colleagues. And I think his growth over the past year has been tremendous. So now you take that opportunity with Nottingham Forest and you back yourself. You believe that you can be a number one this league and that you can, you can have success in this league. And this is a big for him to get his first win. To get that under your belt in your second match, of course your first match was on the road at your former club Arsenal, Difficult for any keeper. This was the big save for him. One-on-one, -on -one, high expected goal uh, shot right there, and he makes the big save for the team. It, it builds that confidence, not only for yourself, but for your team and, and the coach that's selecting you to play in between the pipes. So I, I couldn't be happier for him. Imagine how far we've come. Let's go back previous to the World Cup, a couple months before the World Cup. We had so many question marks about who was going to be the number one goalkeeper. All those are gone. Mm. Matt Turner is the number one and there's no doubt. So you talked about the growth. Look how far he's coming. Now he's playing in the Prem, gonna get 90 minutes consistently. It's great to see. Nobody questions his shot stopping ability. No. And it feels like that's just gonna get better and better as the season goes on and then his distribution. Playing in a league like this, where you need to be quick, the decision-making needs to be at an all-time high. I'm, I'm excited for him because uh, this is a great step for him in his career. I think it's difficult to train as hard as he trains and then not play on the weekend, right? Consistently. Uh, and you grow when you play. And regardless of going to Arsenal, you can go to the best clubs in the world, but you grow when you play. And so it's, to, it's great to see him playing, 
But I think it's very important that uh, you know, he continues to do well, continue to have these performances, and, and um, it, it's always it's good for the United States that their, goal, their starting goalkeeper for once is playing week in and week out. Uh, let's move it along to Tim Weah, who looked really, really good yeah. for Juventus in his first start for, for his new club. He put 45 minutes in. Um, they pulled it off. I believe it was precautionary, um, and Weston McKinney came in for him. But uh, Marco Messina talked about it on the show yesterday and what kind of what a sensation he has been at this club and how exciting he has been for this attack, his ability to move forward. What have you? What did you see from him in his first start, Grella? It's, it's, it, at times, again, football can be so simple, right? Juventus was is infamous for playing this five at the back, right, where these the two wing backs are just connected to the back line and not really doing much. Yesterday in the game, they have Cambiasso, young in, Italian international on one side, is very exciting, and then Timuea on the other, who is also very exciting. And as complex as football can be, like I said earlier, it's also simple speed. Both those guys are flyers. They can fly up and down. They have massive engines, technical ability on both of them, and they change the game for Juventus. They change the way Juventus looks because we're n normally seeing this Juventus that's boring and defensive, and now just by the, the pulling on the lever of letting those two fly forward, uh, as talented as they were, is incredible. And they were so far forward that at times they actually came inside and almost played as you know uh, wingers that inverted wingers. Uh, and then what we got to see, which was really Unfortunate for Wea, if it is an injury, we're, we're not sure, but he came out, McKinney came in, who's more defensive, more physical, better in set pieces, and he sort of connected the line. Juventus had a 3-0 lead, they put McKinney in for Wea, and now they kind of changed the look. So to be able to do that is pretty impressive, and of course, if Juventus find themselves in situations where they're down, they can switch Wea and put him up higher. They can put him up even as a striker and put him in that Chiesa position next to Vlahovic. So, Really impressive from Pulisic, Weah, and, and McKinney this weekend. Do you think it's a step up? And if it is, how much for Juve is it having Tim Weah over Juan Guillermo Cuadrado? Massive step up, in my opinion. Cuadrado is one of the best players that's played in the Serie A for a long time. In Colombia, international, obviously, we all love to watch him play. Technical, but for sure he lost a step or two in the last few seasons, and he wanted to defeat. And, you know, he's good when he gets into the box, but they didn't get there hardly enough now, whether that was down to Allegri keeping the sort of uh, breaks on him or not. But way out. I mean, even off the field, the attitude, the first goal goes in, his celebration with the boys, with the team, the way he wants to learn, humbleness about him. Uh, I think those are the key things that, and they really fit with Juventus. Juventus DNA is like work hard, humble, head down, uh, be really fit, and, and he's been that. And, and it goes to show with his growth at Lille as a right back and a left back, attacking with the U.S. men's national team, but defensively with Lille, that has really allowed him to take this next step with Juve as a right wing back because he can defend and attack, and it's seamless for him. Well, he got nutmegged. Well, he was in one 1v1 situation where he got nutmegged, but yeah, the, they, somebody else cleaned it up for him about this one of the center backs. Danilo stepped in and, and saved him. But, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the defending is not why he's in. I think it's for his, the range that he can bring and the attacking uh, threat that he can bring as well. All right, well, uh, speaking of Americans abroad, PSV now has three Americans. They are facing Rangers in UCL qualifiers. We are diving into that after the break. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. 
This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Welcome back. Champions League qualifiers continue today. Here is a look at the upcoming matches. We've got Rangers hosting PSV at 3 p.m. Antwerp taking on AEK Athens. Maccabi Haifa facing Young Boys and Molde facing Galatasaray. You can watch all of these matches on Paramount+. Plus. Let's chat Rangers PSV because, as I mentioned in the last segment, PSV now has three Americans on this team in Ricardo Pepe, Malik Tillman, and the recently signed Serginio Dest. We haven't really talked about this Dest to PSV signing. Charlie, do you like this move for Serginio? I love this move because he's going to play. We need Serginio Dest to play. And he's going back to... His roots, going to the Netherlands, I mean, he, he flourished at Ajax. And I think since he's left Ajax, he's gone to, obviously, Barcelona, the biggest, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and he's found it a little bit difficult. He went to Milan, he struggled a little bit. Now you're going back to a place where you feel comfort, you're going to be trusted to play, and Ernie Stewart, as a sporting director, is there to help guide him. He's got two U.S. international teammates there. I think it's a perfect spot for him to pick back uh, up where he left off when he left Ajax, get his confidence going again, and then uh, we will start to see the best of, of Serginho Dest in terms of not only his attacking ability, but showing that he can defend, because he did that with the Nations League. He showed his ability to defend, and that had always been a question mark with Serginho Dest. Uh, let's chat about Malik Tillman, because this is an interesting one. If he plays in this match, he's going to be facing his former team in Rangers, where he had an outstanding season last year. I believe he had 12 goals and five assists across all competitions for them. Yeah, here's a look at some of the numbers that he, that he put up. Um, what is PSV getting in a player like Malik Tillman? I, I think that he was fantastic last season. Now, what I really want to see is in uh, the PSV sort of way of football, can he replicate? Because in Scotland, it's fast, it's direct, um, it's very transitional, and there he was able to prosper and, and use the tools that he has. But in PSV, I think they like to have possession more, they like to be more methodical on the ball. I mean, they do go quick as well in transition, but it's definitely more of a tactical, slower game than it is in, in Scotland where it's more direct. So I, I want to see how he sort of... Uh, meshes in with all that, but talent, no question about it, all, all three of them. What a big game for both of these teams. It kind of sets the tone for your season. If you're in Champions League or not, Rangers, Ibrox, it's going to be a tough one today. To go to Ibrox where that game for PSV, where you want to have possession, where you want to slow things down a bit, it becomes hard when the energy is completely flowing in the other direction. Ibrox, Man, that's like the worst nightclub you've ever been to, and you just can't find any have you concentration. Been? Why does it have to be the I've, worst I've, I've nightclub? Not, oh, the, the best one. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like for opposition, right? Going in there, it's just the energy the loud fans nightclub. get loud into nightclub. it. It's loud, 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 and and Rangers really feeds off of that energy. It, it's crazy because suddenly they can be so out of the game, they get their goal. And it just it ignites. We saw it in in Europa League a couple seasons ago. There is a special magic at Ibrox, and if PSV can come out of this sort of unscathed you know, before they take it, it back to uh, Philip Stadium. If Tillman scores, does he celebrate? 
No. Ooh. No way, right? No. He got he got so much out of Rangers though. It this gave is him, you don't celebrate. So he doesn't celebrate. No. Um, and by the way, Rangers new look Rangers from last season. They've lost a lot of players. I mean, not only Tillman, but um, also Ryan Kent, who's now in Turkey. Um, the the front three, even the midfield, looks different hmm. from the team that that played last year. This is an interesting nugget too. Uh, Rangers were elim eliminated. They eliminated PSV last year in the same round. So PSV is going to be looking for a little revenge. Nice. So there's some history between these two in this competition. So that makes it hey, extra what a, tasty. What a come up for Ernie Stewart if they get in Champions League. Right? Oh. I, do you know what's interesting? I was like, yeah, this all makes all these Americans suddenly playing <laughs> at, at PSV. Well, all makes sense. You know why? Because Ernie Stewart brought Josie Altador to Azat Alkamar and Josie crushed it. He killed it. Mm -hmm. And Alkamar was competing in Europe and you just know when you have a sporting director who's going to give you that confidence to say, hey, I'm bringing you in, no matter what the coach says, I'm the sporting director, that gives you a, an ability mm -hmm. and trust that you, you typically don't have. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a break. We are looking ahead to uh, some of today's matches when we come back. Don't go anywhere. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back. Quarterfinals of Copa Libertadores kick off later today. Here's a look at the updated bracket tonight. Bolivar hosting Internacional at 6 p.m. Eastern. Oh, no, Nico. I'm looking at this Racing Club and your Boca Juniors, yeah. and you are going to be in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. It's okay. I, oh. Professionalism comes first, and Inter Miami against oh, no. Cincinnati is going to be... My priority tomorrow. I'll be once I'm off air, I can catch second half. Yeah. Just have your mate with you. <laughs> maybe someone wants to watch the game with you. In yeah, Lucho Acosta, maybe. There you go. Former oh, Boca player. There one, you go. one time I did field reporting for DC United. I didn't. I don't remember against who. And Franco Jara and Avila. Were, were there Franco Jara and somebody else who was at DC United. They walked in and I was watching Boca. Boca had just scored and they in were... Copa Libertadores. They're like, whoa, watching with me, celebrating the Boca goal That's with pretty me. cool. Former Boca players. Yeah. How are you feeling about Boca these days? I feel like they've been Decent. playing better. Yes, better. You, you seem in a better head better, space than you were. Not to underestimate But Racing. the left back may be getting sold? Maybe. No, but he'll stay for Copa Libertadores, I think. How do you like their chances in Copa Libertadores? Are they going to Let's take it round advance? by round, hopefully, crossing our fingers. I don't know. It's going to be tough. Against what another if you're their good luck charm and you're not watching them and it's all your fault? I'm not going to put that juju on you. I'm kidding. You just did. I did. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Nico. Guys, thanks so much for watching. Uh, well, let's do it again tomorrow, shall we? We'll see you then. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. 
Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.